0: You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham. And we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? (laughs) Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things— If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast.
1: Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Chrissy Denham, and I am here with my ministry partner and 60-year-old Lisa Clark. We have been celebrating her birthday for, gosh, three or four months now. (laughs) Like, it's exhausting, to be honest.
0: (laughs) I know y'all are sick of celebrating my birthday, so (laughs) I can relieve you of those duties now. I have officially turned 60, and so, yeah, we're here. We're here
1: best day ever. I tell her it's just a number. It doesn't mean a thing. That's right. I'm embracing you just keep it. keep living your life and one day at a time and doing what the Lord has asked you to do. Amen. At least I hope that you have felt celebrated and all of that. But I want to celebrate a lady today. Her name is Lindy Griggs. And, you know, I always say I have two books in me. One is about the party don't stop. And the second one is called stories from the storefront. Because Mm -hmm. as many of you know, I work at Apple Boulevard, which is a retail store here locally in Frisco owned by my daughter and son-in-law. And so I have the privilege of meeting people every day. And I pray every day, Lord, bring somebody in my path that I can encourage or love on. And lo and behold, and I'm not good at names, Lindy, so know that. A Mm -hmm. precious lady came in And we struck up a conversation and she told me about our guest, Lindy Griggs. And I said, oh my gosh, we have got to have her on our podcast (laughs) to hear all about her organization and what she does. So I don't even know Lindy, Lisa. She's just a story from the storefront. I love so it. So she will be a chapter. You meet um,
0: so many people at the storefront, I don't you? I do.
1: It's so crazy. Yeah, that's great. So this is Lindy Griggs to our listeners. We welcome her. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and talk about this organization that the Lord has given her. And we'll just go from there. So welcome to the Wonder Podcast, Lindy. Thank you so much.
2: I'm delighted to be on your podcast. I have to admit, I did a little uh, book stalking and found (laughs) reconnaissance. (laughs) Did some reconnaissance (laughs) on us, and I found you. And I had uh, looked at your site on LinkedIn as well. My friend is Monica and Christy. I believe her daughter and your daughter are teacher
1: friends. I remember all this now. Yeah, Yeah.
2: and Monica was helping us. We have an event coming up in May and Monica was helping get some gifts for our auction and you guys were gracious enough to donate. So thank you for that as well. I am Lindy Griggs and I am a McKinney resident. I've been in McKinney for almost 18 years. I was on staff at my church, Christ Fellowship, For 10 years. And during that time, I was able to take and go on all the student ministries mission trips. And I had daughters in student ministries. And it was just such a blessing to get to go on the trips, just to go, but also to see the Lord work in my kids on those trips. It was just some of the most precious times and memories that I will store in my heart forever part of my journey on staff at Christ Fellowship was to take over the women's ministry. So for the last five years that I was on staff, I was on staff in the role of women's director. And I know that the Lord put missions in my heart. And one day when I was doing reports and things that I just didn't fancy too well. Mm -hmm. I thought, Lord, you just put missions on my heart. What, what would it look like to marry a women's trip with missions? And I proposed it to our missions pastor and our church had never sent out an all women's team and our partners in Guatemala had never received an all women's mission team. And so that's how my journey with women's missions got started. We took 24 women from our church. Actually, there were six churches and we went to Guatemala. Some of the most beautiful women, but also the most broken and the most impoverished women that I had met. And when we returned from that trip, I felt like the Lord was prompting to start something like that outside the church so that women from different churches, different walks of life could come together and serve. And so my partner in ministry, Tiffany and I started researching, are there any all women mission organizations? What are people doing? We talked with our friends in ministry. We talked with people in the mission field and nobody was really doing it. And this was in 2017. And so for about a year, we researched and we started planning. And in 2017, Bell and Sparrows, was born. Belle, B-E-L-L-E, means beautiful in French. And sparrows is in reference to the scripture where the Lord talks about even the the sparrow is not forgotten. And so our tagline is beautiful, not forgotten. And we serve at risk, marginalized, under-resourced women. And we partner in Guatemala, we partner in Haiti. We haven't been to Haiti since 2018 when the climate started getting a little dangerous for us to be traveling over there. We partner in New Mexico with women on the Navajo Nation. We partner down in Waco with Church Under the Bridge. We work in Portland, Oregon. We're getting a couple trips together soon in Northwest Arkansas and in Kansas City. And we also felt that it was really important that we also partner in our own backyards. So we partner with organizations in Dallas, in Collin County, Plano, Anna, Texas, where we're serving alongside residential organizations where women are coming out of incarceration, women are coming out of addiction, trafficking, homelessness. And initially we started assembling teams of women to go and serve with us.
1: So when you talk about gathering women together to serve, let's just say right here in our own backyard, Mm -hmm. tell me what that looks like when you say serve. What do you provide? What do you do? Tell me what that looks like. It looks
2: different all the time. The women that we partner with in these residential programs have pretty programmed their days are pretty programmed. And so we come in and we get to provide a meal. We get to sit shoulder to shoulder. We share prayers. We share stories. We bring a word of encouragement. So one night it might look like a Bible study. One night it might look like a worship night. One night it may look like we bring a we bring a craft for the ladies to do. We often find that when they're busy doing an art project, the defenses automatically come down. They're using the side of their brain that's creative and they're not in that fight or flight mode. So it's really been some of the sweetest time of ministry when we're just side by side, just sitting at the table. We we like to say we have the ministry of presence one-on-one with the ladies. We're not talking at them, we're talking with them. And you know, sharing our own life stories. I know a lot of times... The women that we serve, the population that we serve, doesn't know how we'll relate to them, you know, and without Jesus, we're all the same. We're all the same. We're all broken. And, and so it's just so fun to get to watch
0: relationships form. So you're, you're women with Jesus, sharing Jesus with other yes. women. And I love yes. that. And so your ministry, if my calculations are correct, are about five, is about five years old now?
2: Yes, five years old in this last March. Okay, and so we started, and we were guns a blazing, and we were going. I had many years of ministry background. Tiffany had many years of ministry background. So everyone we knew basically said, "You should go here. You should go, you know, here and here." And and our heart, while I do want to travel and see the world, our heart is really to invest in the women long term. So. When we partner with a place, we intend on returning. One of the things that we do, along with encouragement and sharing the gospel and the love of Jesus, is we bring skills to women so that they can earn income. So we bring a small business kit. For instance, our ladies in Guatemala for five years have been making greeting cards. And initially, the first time we went, we saw these beautiful tapestries that these ladies made and asked them about the tapestry. And it takes about a month to make one. And she provides all the materials for that, all the thread and all that time. And while they're beautiful, she doesn't make very much money on those. So we thought, how can we come alongside and give them another option We brought blank greeting cards and we brought that thread, needles, all the stuff that they would need, knowing that they already knew design and they already were familiar with textiles, and brought a simple template. And I tell you, these ladies are making the most gorgeous floral design greeting cards that we then sell. They also sell when other groups come to visit them. And so it's just been a way. That's been so sweet to, to find out what, what have the cards done? One of the ladies, Maria said that she was able to buy sugar for the first time. Mm. We don't, we don't think sugar is anything, you know, it's on the grocery counter or on the grocery shelf. We go and pick it up. But for her, it was a luxury to pick up sugar so that she could make something sweet for her family. Wow. Did that in Guatemala and we do it, not not Guatemala, excuse me, in Haiti. And we do it with our ladies in New Mexico. And this year we've kind of tried different things, but this year we've kind of decided that we're going to do greeting cards from all the different ladies and just simplify it. And then we will have just their stamp, their cultural stamp on the greeting cards
0: I love it. And I think that 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 makes your ministry sustainable when you're pouring into them and they're able to continue going. It's not just like you're going and you leave them a few things, a few items of clothing, and then you leave and you don't ever see them again. So you're building relationships. Exactly. And I think what, you know, when I think of what you're doing, and now that you're five years old, I wonder how do two women just do this? Because I think as women, we all want to change the world, especially when you grow up in the church and you've been on mission trips and you're involved in your church and you're thinking, I want to be the hands and feet of Christ. I want to go and do, I want to be obedient to the Lord. How did you get from that yearning and feeling like God's put this on my heart to getting the ministry and getting teams and going out and and moving it? I mean, was that like a huge <laughs> Learning curve and undertaking for these two gals that are just trying to do what they feel like God's called them to do.
2: Yes, and yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was in those first days just a lot of prayer, a lot of investigating, and then it was a big leap of faith. And it was just let's just go for it. You know, I I was turning 53 at the time and really had this burden. I, I, like I said, I'd been on a lot of mission trips and every time I came back from a mission trip, I felt like, Oh, we need to adopt a baby from Africa. (laughs) let's, Let's sell our house and move to Costa Rica. And my husband always gave me about a, a month for the, the idea to kind of subside. And then he knew, okay. And he, there was just something when, when I got back from this trip and I said you know, I really feel like the Lord wants me to do this outside of the church. And he said, the sweetest man, I love him. He said, if the Lord is telling you to do that, then you need to do it. And you need Amen. to be obedient. So I had his blessing. We had even talked about if I needed to go out to the mission field, He would be willing to part with me for a couple of months at a time, go for a couple of months, come back for a couple of months. I mean, that's not sustainable in a marriage. And it was very sweet of him to want to offer that. But the Lord brought Bell and Sparrows. And to get to where we are five five years later, uh, my partner Tiffany has three adopted kids. And two are adopted out of foster care in the U.S. and one was adopted internationally. And her five kids have moms. It wasn't like they were an orphan when she adopted them. They all have moms who, whether decisions they've made or lack of opportunity and resources and education, they found themselves in situations where where she could no longer care for them and they ended up in the system. And so that was part of the drive for us. We knew that education and earning a livable wage for women was going to be key for them to change the trajectory of where they are now. Right. Right. And it's so much more than just you know getting sugar for maria it's restoring dignity it's saying mm-hmm. that you're worthy and and this is this is a dream that you could have too we go with the business kit one time and then we tell them where they can purchase the materials so we're not continually investing we're teaching business principles we come back every year we try to we try to teach a new design or or something like that but we also bring some business knowledge to the ladies as well So here we are two years into it, rounding three years and COVID hits and shuts the world down for everyone. And we couldn't get on a plane and go to Guatemala or to New Mexico. And we couldn't even drive down to Dallas and serve with our partners down there or or in Plano or in Anna, Texas, because we didn't, no one knew. No one knew what COVID was going to look like and how long we would all be affected by it. So in 2020, one of the women that we had partnered with locally in Dallas had graduated from her program and we'd kept in touch with her. She's a beautiful Christ, sister in Christ, follower of Christ, and she's really an inspiration. She was a formerly incarcerated felon and went through this program. Jesus got a hold of her and, and she's just on fire for the Lord. And we always knew that we wanted to do something for sustainability locally, but we were going and we were on an airplane or we were, you know, getting people to go serve in all these places. So one of the blessings that the Lord gave us out of COVID was the ability to launch a candle line. And so we have, it's called, it's under our umbrella of our social enterprise, the Stella projects. And we launched a soy candle line. And it's more than just candles. We're employing women who we have partnered with in ministry who have graduated from local programs, out of incarceration, out of homelessness. And we are allowing the women to come and work here and bring their kids. And we are training them business skills and we are providing a place for supplemental employment for the ladies so it's it's currently just part-time i think we we've provided like a year and a half of supplemental income for maria and to date we're around 1800 candles that we've sold in just 2 years so mm-hmm. on our website we are in a few local boutiques and growing that we are doing private label on our candles so that we can keep giving Maria and Monique who are in the program more hours
1: mm-hmm. i cool. love that yeah love amazing I, I love when they can sustain themselves mm-hmm. because you know a lot of times that's what we can give them we give them jesus And then we give them a way to make a living and all of that. So we just don't keep doing handouts. Mm -hmm. So all of this costs money. Yes, Um, Training the materials to do the candles, the greeting cards, all of that. So how do you pay for this? What does that look like?
2: We have private donors that are monthly partners with us. That is a large portion of how we sustain our program. We have a few corporate sponsors and they provide they provide quarterly or annual income to us. We have a couple of big fundraisers every year. We do a golf tournament. We do a fun, fun line dancing event. And then we have a gala in the fall. We are Selling the candles in a few retail locations. The private label will go do pop-ups to sell the candles, and to see the girls come alongside, we love to bring them so that they can share their own story and how Christ has redeemed them to customers that are buying the candles. The story, the story of the candle, will sell itself. Right. Really, it's made by a woman in recovery. Yeah. But when she can tell it in her own words, I tell you what, it's, it's just, it's powerful. really, really special. Powerful. Yeah. yeah.
0: Very powerful. That's amazing. And uh, it, The candle making is happening in the Dallas area.
2: It is. We yeah. have an office in McKinney, Texas, yeah. and we have candle production on one side. And on the other side, we have the big conference area. We have a room set up for tutors and we have a room set up for counseling. When when that all gets up and running, we are looking in 2022 to get that up and running. The women that are in the program currently have full-time jobs. So Mm. we are kind of filling the gap. Candle production is happening on Friday afternoons and Saturday mornings. And so we're looking for volunteers to come and help with that volunteers to, you know, bring breakfast. We, both of, both of our candle makers are moms and they bring their kids. And so they get up early and they come and the kids, you know, sit and are on a device or watching a video or reading a book or something like that. So breakfast for the group, we would love when the, when the formalized training gets up and running for the community, men and women in the community to come teach the women. I can, I can help them with the candles and facilitate, but there are experts in their field that could come and teach finance or could teach interviewing and and resume building and and all of those kind of skills. And I think that reinforces one, that these ladies um, are worth it. They're worth people's time coming to volunteer and they're worth learning and they're worth all of the just all of the things that we want to pour into them so that on the other side they will be contributing members of the community yeah. I love that
1: I love I love everything you're doing and I love how you restored their life to Christ and then you're restoring their life of how to make a living and raising children feeding the everything I love everything about it and all that you're doing. What does the future look like for this organization? What do you have ahead? What has the Lord given you?
2: (laughs) We want in the next, what do we have? Eight months in 2022, we want to double in size. We're small. We have two and a half employees, myself, Tiffany, who lives in Kansas now, And we have a marketing person. And then we have two women in the program currently. So we want to double all of that. I want four women in the program. And I would love to increase my staff. But all of that takes funding. Chrissy, you asked about funding. We have streams of income coming in. But in the nonprofit world, it's always always an ask everyone you meet, it's just, it's always an ask. It's an ask. It's an ask. So more streams of income to come in so that we can grow. And Tiffany uh, had a whirlwind romance this summer and met a lovely gentleman in Kansas. And so she moved to Kansas. And so we are looking to organically duplicate what we have here in McKinney in Kansas City. And so looking for places to partner with in Kansas City to start assembling women to to go and serve. And then we have our big trips that we go on every year. And so women from that new network of people can come and join our trips. We've, We've had women from different states join our trips when we go and serve in other locations. That, those are it. big goals.
0: Chrissy, I immediately thought of Amy Kirby. Did you I
1: know? Yeah. When she said Kansas City, we've got a great connection for you. Yeah. Oh, she,
0: she's involved with a the nonprofit there she's adorable. So Lindy, we will link the website, the Bell and Sparrow website to our show notes and in our Instagram. Is that the best place for someone? They think if they're in the Dallas area and they're like, I want to volunteer with this or if they're anywhere and they just want to see what you've got coming up where they could maybe join you on one of your trips or opportunities, is that the best place to connect?
2: Yes, our website, bellandsparrows.org and or my personal email is lindy at bellandsparrows.org and I can get you connected. I can plug you into ways to come and serve either here With us in McKinney or on a trip or when we go locally. We have we have local, we have local opportunities coming up this summer. And then we'll start with the fall. We'll have some trips in the fall. And then Guatemala at the at the end of the year.
1: Love it. Awesome. Well, I know our listeners have loved hearing your story and hearing about the organization and If you're looking listeners for a way to contribute, I know that she would love to have your financial contribution and you'll find all of that in our show notes and you can contact them, and I'm sure her website has a button you can push to give some money to. And then also if you just want to get involved, it sounds like a great organization. I love everything about it. I'm thankful that there are people like you in the world and that the Lord has called you to this. And we just wish you many, many, many blessings. And as I'm sitting here, I have tons of ideas for you of people to connect you <laughs> with. So
2: Well, that is awesome. That's awesome. I Thank you so much for having me on the show. And I am excited to know you guys and to see how we may partner together sometime in the future.
0: Wonderful. That's right. Thank you,
2: Lindy. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network, and we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to chrissydenham.org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast.